0: Good morning, afternoon, or evening, wherever you are in the world. Welcome to DBN News for 5 2019 This is my daily news that even plants crave and anchors number one gaming news podcast. I'm Anthony, and I'll be your host today. With that being said, let's jump into the news. First is from IGN and written by Jesse Wade. U.S. Senators' new bill would ban selling loot boxes to children. Republican U.S. Senator Josh Hawley announced Wednesday his plans to introduce a bill that would ban microtransactions in both console and mobile games, according to The Hill. The legislation, which was outlined Wednesday as the Protecting Children from Abusive Games Act, is focused on those under the age of 18 years old who are purchasing in-game goods through marketed free-to-play games that have easy in-app purchases for kids to buy in order to release more content. In a statement, Holly said, social media and video games prey on user addiction, siphoning our kids' attention from the real world, and extracting profits from fostering compulsive habits. No matter this business models advantages to the tech industry, one thing is clear, there is no excuse for exploiting children through such practices. Analysts from Juniper Research recently released the growing industry of in-game purchases for loot boxes could be worth more than $50 billion by 2022, as reported by the Washington Post. When a game is designed for kids, game developers shouldn't be allowed to monetize addiction. And when kids play games designed for adults, they should be walled off from compulsive microtransactions, Holly said. Part of the discussion with the legislation is around parents being unaware their kids are using their credit cards through mobile game in-app purchases, since they are marketed as free games. Numerous complaints have been recorded at the Federal Trade Commission by parents in these situations, according to the report by the Washington Post. The Entertainment Software Association, a lobbying association for the video game industry, said to look f- said to look toward countries such as Germany and Ireland who have determined that loot boxes do not constitute gambling. Stanley Pierre-Louis said the association's action president said, We look forward to sharing with the senator the tools and information on the industry also provides that keeps the control of in-game spending in parents' hands. So, here we have one of the slipperiest slopes that have ever been known to man. When politicians jump into the gaming arena, they abso- they know absolutely nothing what the fuck they're talking about. So, I really hope Senator Hawley uh, takes the time to meet with these people, find out all the information before uh, making his expert opinion, uh, quote-unquote, fact. So, I don't know. We don't want the politicians in the gaming industry. They're going to fuck it up. So, I hope they can come to some... Awesome conclusion that doesn't result in us losing a bunch of stuff that was already, you know, commonplace in games. Second is from IGN and written by John Ryan. NetherRealm responds to accusations of exploitive workplace culture. NetherRealm Studios, the developers behind Mortal Kombat and Injustice franchises, has responded to the allegations of what one former employee referred to as predatory and abusive behavior. In a statement to variety the studio explained they greatly appreciate and respect all of our employees and prioritize creative creating a positive work experience as an equal opportunity employer we encourage diversity and constantly take steps to reduce crunch time for our employees we are actively looking into all allegations as we take these matters very seriously and are always working to improve our company environment there are confidential ways for employees to raise any concerns or issues The statement comes in response to a series of allegations made by current and former employees to a variety of sources as well as their personal Twitter accounts. The allegations consist of grievances typically brought up in the discussion around crunch culture in games, such as exceedingly long work weeks, mismanaged scheduling, and exploitive wages, as well as other discriminatory behaviors like eliminating a women's restroom due to a low percentage of female employees. So, I saw you know allegations are allegedly, and I was like, oh man, they haven't. But I'm not gonna lie, seeing the bathroom theme, uh, being taken away because of a, a low percentage of female employees, uh, oof. Like sometimes I feel like some of these like, well, okay, they ha- has not been proven yet, but that's so off the wall and so niche that like it makes sense so hopefully they get to the bottom of this or hell even games developers can you know unionize in some way that makes sense for everybody enjoy this sweet and saucy ad from a anchor third is from IGN and written by Colin Stevens 21 new details on Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3 the Black Order new information about Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3 the Black Order has been revealed including a portion of the game's roster how character and team upgrades work, new locations, and more. Revealed via the cover story of the Game Informer's latest issue, these new details give us a clear picture of how Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3 will stay true to previous entries and develop upon the established formula in ways. So, let's jump into it. Number one, 27 playable characters have been revealed, including Black Panther, Black Widow, Captain America, Captain Marvel, Crystal, Daredevil, Deadpool, Doctor Strange, Drax, Falcon, Gamora, Hawkeye, Hulk, Iron Man, Miles Morales... Also Spider-Man. Miss Marvel. Nightcrawler. Peter Parker. Also Spider-Man. Rocket and Groot. um, Scarlet Witch. Spider-Gwen. Star-Lord. Storm. Thor. Venom. Wasp. And Wolverine. Number two. When characters are introduced, a pop-up word graphic of the character's name and a description of the character appears. Subsequent tutorial sections are brief and integrated into fights. Sounds like they kind of go in the Borderlands uh, way when you fight a new boss. Number three. Teams gain attributes for certain compositions, like a women of Marvel team, including Black Widow, Spider Gwen, and Scarlet Witch, or Web Warriors with Miles Morales and Spider Gwen. Others include Agents of Shield, Wisecracking Warriors, Femmes Fatale, Defenders, and Midnight Suns. Multiple team bonuses can run at once. This is something new, or this isn't something new to the Marvel Ultimate Alliance games. You had this, I believe, in the first and second games as well. Uh, Number four, each character brings their own general style of attack and specialties, and with leveling each has four distinct abilities to utilize number five individual characters have stat menus displaying available attacks hero traits and more number six the alliance enhancement system is a web of upgrades that applies to the whole team described as similar to the sphere grid in final fantasy 10 with nodes unlocked through credits and enhanced Points. Number seven, characters can level up individually as well, and ability points can improve primary abilities for any given character. Number eight, ISO eight lets players tweak a character's fighting capabilities with equipable isotypes that are dropped during challenging encounters. These can decrease damage when health is low, increase chances of health orbs dropping, increased stun chances, and more. Individual ISO eight pieces can be broken down into fragments and used to upgrade other pieces number nine four characters are always on screen at a time even solo or duo players can level four characters at once number 10 there are two camera options classic similar to wide angle isometric view of previous games and heroic a single player focus camera for up close views Number 11, synergy attacks are unique ability combos between two heroes. Iron Man shoots a unique uni beam at Captain America's shield, splitting the laser to hit multiple targets. Storm and Thor create a cyclone with electricity. Number 12, extreme attacks are triggered with L plus R when the EX gauge is powered up. The character's portrait flashes and offers a brief window for other characters to join in. When played solo, other characters join in with additional L plus R taps. Screen clearing blasts when hit the enemies. And if all four characters join in, it's an ultimate extreme that generates major damages. There is a lot more to do, and I feel like I'm going to go on forever. So please check out that issue of the latest IGN to see all of the info we know about Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3, a.k.a. the best-looking PS2 game made on Switch. Last is from IGN and written by Brandon Tyrell. John Wick Hex revealed as a new action strategy game. Today, Lionsgate and publisher Good Shepherd Entertainment have announced John Wick Hex, a strategy game based on the titular Hitman coming exclusively to the Epic Games Store for PC and Mac at launch with a console release planned for a later date. Developed by Mike Bithel, creator of Volume, Thomas Was Alone, and most recently, Subsurface Circular. In conjunction with the creative and stunt teams behind the films, John Wick Hex is billed as fight choreographed chess where you take on the role of Keanu Reeves, brutally efficient assassin, strategically planning his moves and attacks like a fast-paced puzzle as the cost and consequences of those actions come into play. Presented in a colorful graphic art noir style, John Wick Hex will feature the voice talents of Ian McShane and Lance Reddick, seemingly reprising their characters from the film franchise, and feature an original story created for the game that will expand on the John Wick universe. As Wick, you'll have the opportunity to unlock new weapons and with them, new tactics, alongside new locations and new options for his iconic suit. Though ammunition is finite, so scavenging weapons on the job will be key to progressing through the job. Um, I'm surprised they didn't make a John Wick game sooner. This is cool. But Epic Game Store exclusive. All you Steam nerds are throwing a fit right now, huh? And that is the news for today. Thanks for listening and let us know what you think about any of the stories we talked about by sending us a message on Anchor, the podcast app we use to record the show. If you'd like to support the podcast other than listening, please check out our Anchor page at Anchor.fm/DadsBeardsNerds, where you can donate to us via the support this podcast button and sign up for a monthly donation of ninety nine cents, four ninety nine, or nine ninety nine per month. Find us on Twitter at DadsBeardsNerds, Instagram at DadsBeardsNerdsPodcast, or if you'd like to be part of our ever growing Discord community, find that link in our Twitter bio. Until next time, I'm Anthony, and I look forward to making more content for you.